dumb world. It's your boy, Tommy D. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector. The show's philanthropy and focus. I'm extra fired up, man. I'm always fired up. I'm extra fired up. Like if I'm usually at a 10 of on the fired up scale, I'm at like, I don't know, at least a 40 or 50 or maybe a 45. Yo, you know what? Two big things today to celebrate. I have just completed my 45th revolution around the sun. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. It's your boy, Tommy D. Oh, that rhymes. And today also represents the 100th episode of something that was an idea. It was an idea that I went around talking about, telling people I was going to do. I said, look, I have this idea for this show. It's called Philanthropy and Focus. I'm going to bring on leaders and nonprofits. I'm going to interview them and help them tell their story and amplify their message. And I went around telling people that for two years and didn't do anything. I just told people about it. And now, having completed two years, the show started January 8th of 2021. And now we are on our 100th episode. My point is not to just brag or celebrate on me. My point is this. If you have an idea to do the thing, just go do the thing. And if it's broken and you did it the wrong way, well, now you figured out one way not to do the thing. What's the thing? I don't know. Is it a podcast? Is it a new business? Is it the book you're going to write? Is it the blog you want to do? Is it that new hairstyle you want to try out? Freaking try it out, man. The one good thing specifically about hair, and I know about this a little bit, is grows back. So if you want to cut it short, cut it short. You want to grow it long, grow it long. My point of this is, yes, I'm being silly, but my point of all this is life is short, man. Take your shots. Do something fun. Do something that scares the hell out of you. And also, I always tell you this, life begins outside of your comfort zone. Get freaking uncomfortable, man. Just do it. All right, every day, I'm hanging with nonprofits. Shout out to what I did yesterday. I was on Staten Island. And I say on Staten Island. It's funny because sometimes when I'm, we're here on Long Island, and sometimes that's pronounced, well, the way we pronounce it is Long Island. But it's actually Long Island is actually, if you're for those of you who might be listening, you know, outside of Nassau, Suffolk, or Queens, you might not really know that's how we talk here. Um, my point is, I was on Staten Island, and I usually say, that's what I'm about to say, Heather. I say sometimes, Heather Edwards is here from the Ally Foundation. We'll get you into this. Hello, Heather. I want to ask you, you know, like, do you ever say, I'm in Long Island, or I live in Long Island, but but I live on Long Island because it's an island, right? So, but I, I live, you know, like, I live in a town, but I live on an island, right? So, anyway, I was like, I was on a phone call yesterday while I was on Staten Island, and I said, yeah, I'm in Staten Island today. And one of my friends who I was visiting was, was well, Tommy, you're actually on Staten Island. Anyway, I'm spinning in circles. The point of the matter is this. I was visiting with a special organization, a nonprofit, a client of ours, Vanguard Benefits, our, our insurance agency, um, Venture House, which is a clubhouse setting for people with um, mid-range to severe mental health issues. And I happened to be visiting with my friends out there yesterday and was just really excited to be there to see what goes on every day. And the one special thing, or one special thing, but many things there, but one thing that stood out for me is we all need support at different times in our lives. I say that on this show, Dr. Larry Grubler told me that on the second episode of Philanthropy and Focus a couple of years back from TSINY, but I always say we all need support at different times. And the thing that gets me when I'm at a place like Venture House is you don't know who works at Venture House, who's a member of the club, who because everybody's working together and collaboratively, which... I didn't plan to say all that, but here's the thing. That's what nonprofit is. We're all working together. We're all collaborating. And Heather, which, uh, you know, uh, my friend Amy Fleischer had reached out to me. And I got to say this, you know, kind of 
she wants to connect with you. Her organization has been receiving donations from your organization. So you two might not know each other directly, but you will. But again, this is a phone call that I had yesterday talking about collaboration, talking about bringing us all together. All right, well, Tommy D, why don't you bring it all together? Why don't you start the show? Okay, Tommy D, if you insist. Last piece I'll say is when I left Staten Island, I went on to Manhattan Island for a gallery opening for the Spirit of Huntington Art Center, which I am a board member there. Spirit of Huntington has art ability, which is a special needs arts fair. In the words of Michael Katakis, these artworks are not put up because these people have different abilities. They are great artworks. It just so happens that the artist does have different uh, different abilities and is neurodiverse. So great art at the Agora Gallery in Manhattan. That was yesterday. Long day. I'm tired just telling you guys about it. Heather, welcome to the show. Welcome to the attic. Again, gang, she's not really in the attic. We're on Zoom, but what's going on? How are you, kiddo? What's the deal? Hi, all is well. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy 100th episode. You've been busy. It's a pretty big day for me, man. I'm a big Tommy D fan today. I'm celebrating me. That's it. And I love the orange. Embracing the Allied Orange. Shout out Allied Orange. I mean, I was realizing, like, I have an Allied Physicians Group orange t-shirt, which I will tell you, last week when I shot the video, it was a little wrinkly. So this morning I was like, I was ironing the shirt because I wore it to shoot a video. So I ironed my t-shirt, not a regular occurrence in the Tommy D world, but we did it today. Ironing my t-shirt. Shout out to those who are laughing at me right now. I've never ironed a t-shirt in my life, but I want to, <laughs> I want to really get into the, the, the topic at hand here, what your organization has done, Heather. And I'm going to read some backstory on this. Oh, what I was about to say with the t-shirt though, is I realize I don't have any allied foundation swag which we need to talk about. Is there, a, is there a warehouse filled with hoodies? I know there's a warehouse filled with diapers, a warehouse filled with, with period products. If there's not a warehouse full of hoodies, we got to talk about something. Maybe my buddy Fred Taffer can tighten us up and work that out. Shout out to Fred Taffer, Tombow Visual Promotions. All right. I love the orange. Red is really my favorite color, but I'm getting to like orange, especially when you put out there on LinkedIn how great it looked on me when I, wore it, when I did it last week on the video. I want to read something real quick, and then I want you to just take us through the story. We do something on this show. We talk about the leader of the organization. We talk about the organization. We talk about the impact that the organization is making. Then we talk about where we're going. What do we need? Who do we want to connect to? What's the big picture? And then ultimately, in that last piece is how can we help? Because I was explaining this yesterday. My whole thing is, hey, Heather, how can I help? I want to help you. How do we help? But if people don't know, I'm like a, like an excitable little boy, Warren Zevon. But like, how do I help if I don't know what the story is. So that's why we tell this story throughout the show. So Allied Foundation is a for impact designated 501c3 organization it was founded in 2015 by a group of concerned pediatric physicians from Allied Physicians Group who resolved to make a difference in the greater community by increasing access to essential resources which in the patient population in their patient populations. Their efforts are focused on their four pillars of purpose, which include newborn support newborn support, community service, community education, and early childhood literacy. Shout out to our friends at the Book Fairies, because I'm sure that literacy piece, I know, if I'm not mistaken, that the pediatric practices collect books that end up at the Book Fairies. That's the nonprofit stuff, gang. That's what it is. I'm fired up. I got chills, because these are my people connecting and working together and collaborating. Heather's background, She's been the executive director since 2019. Her career spans 20 years in leadership that she's had in, in the development space, in nonprofit, higher education, social service agencies, and also 
spent some time in the corporate world, seven years building brands, marketing with with post-serial brands, Avon, US West, and Tri-State Cadillac. That to me says she knows how to tell a story. She knows how to, which is good because I'm going to shut up for the next 50 minutes and she's going to tell the story. So Heather Edwards, executive director and my friend, leader par excellence. What is up? Tell me about this story. How did you even find out about this organization? Wow. So um, spent a lot of time working in nonprofits, spent a lot of time working in marketing, really felt like my heart is really in trying to make a difference, um, helping people and being, you know, a voice and an option when little exists. Um, I found Allied and I think, you know, it is the best fit for me because I am a mom. I have three children, granted they're teenagers now, but um, learning about the organization and what they were doing really hit home for me personally, where it's just shocking to even think that there are people who cannot afford enough diapers to keep their baby clean, dry, and healthy. And that really resonated with me personally. How did that, thank you, how did that come up? I mean, I know the story from the doctors. What were they seeing in their practice that said, oh, whoa, there's like an issue, there's an underlying issue here. Talk to us about that. So for those who don't know, uh, Allied Foundation was formed by the pediatricians of Allied Physicians Group. We have 36 practices across Long Island into the boroughs. We're even in, on Staten Island. <laughs> We're up I in. I did not know that. I did not know that. And apparently I was on Staten Island as well yesterday. <laughs> so within our patient populations, our physicians were seeing families who had babies who had severe diaper rash. Um, come to find out, you know, they just had very limited resources and were not able to access enough diapers to keep their babies healthy. And um, really, as pediatricians, they take care of the child and they really take care of the whole family. Mm -hmm. So it was important to, for them to try and do something to combat this issue. Um, so they formed a foundation and what started out as a small organization is kind of um, literally grown very rapidly. And I think it's a combination of things that sort of made it happen. Um, the Diaper Bank officially became a member of a national organization called the National Diaper Bank Network in 2017. When I came on board, um, took a look at everything and said, how can we make a bigger impact? Um, Right before COVID happened, um, we saw, you know, a steady need growing. And then once 2020 hit, literally, you know, it got busy and crazy to a level that I don't think anybody could have imagined. Families who were desperate for diapers, they were suddenly unemployed, had no income, had one baby, maybe two babies, um, and they were kind of in a panic. Um, diaper need actually is a national health crisis. Yeah. There are people all over the nation that struggle to afford enough diapers. There are currently 18 diaper banks in New York State, and we all share a common goal to ensure diapers are distributed free of charge to those in need. Here on Long Island, there was no official diaper bank until Allied started it in 2017. We are currently the only official diaper bank for Long Island. We serve pretty much as far east as Montauk, all the way into some of the boroughs. We mm -hmm. did a little bit of work during the beginning of the pandemic. But um, 
you know, we, we have not seen a decrease in need. We distributed our two millionth diaper this past December. We have another show. I do another show with my uh, my partner uh, in that particular project, Valerie Heffron. She's got pom poms. When we and anytime somebody does something really cool, she brings out the pom pom. I do not have pom poms, so I'll just wave my hands. But I, I mean, it's two million diapers on a thing that just was an idea. Again, go back to the, what I said in the, in the beginning of the show. Everybody, it was an idea. It was the doctor said we need to dive in and fix this issue it's an underlying issue right in certain specific communities look i'm gonna i might get beat up for some of the stuff that's coming out of my mouth next but here's the deal gang we're supposed to be helping each other out all right i don't want to hear about socialism or any nonsense like that and whatever and how the point is when we see a need we're supposed to be part of the solution we're supposed to be fixing things that other people need. I don't know why I'm bringing to my mind right now the movie A Few Good Men, but at the at you know at the end of A Few Good Men, you know, I think that the, the young men uh, who are on trial they they're not um, they're not guilty, but they end up getting kicked out of the Marines. And it, the one guy says to the other guy, he goes, "But he said we you know we didn't do it. It wasn't a cold red. We shouldn't have been in trouble." He goes, "But we were supposed to protect Willie." And I don't know why that's coming to me right now, but that's a poignant moment in that movie. We're supposed to protect each other. That's what we're supposed to protect. I'm going to leave this out there. Heather doesn't have to answer this. We're going to go to break in a second. But here's the thing: social determinants of health. Certain communities who are in need, who are not getting the resources they have, they have a worse outcome in in many 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 situations i talked about the book fairs we could talk about literacy another day or lack of literacy illiteracy um and what that does to somebody and their family and generations but we're talking about health here and how this can impact somebody so obviously i'm pissed off for greatness i can hear it in my own voice today i'm like what because you know what it is heather like this stuff is like to me it's like we need to help we obviously need to get involved something what is the impact what is the ripple effect of you've given away you've put in the hands two over two million now i guess but two million diapers not to shine a light on me but one day i came out there and i got a u-haul van and i got a bunch of diapers and wipes and we drove them out to the hamptons yes even the hamptons on long island it's not just puffy's white party everybody it's not just diddy's party out there there are people on long island who are in need and we need to be a part of the solution. We need to be part of help. We need to make an impact. Right, Heather? I mean, I, I'm just ranting, but what, what do you have on that before we go to a quick break? You know, babies are so vulnerable and, and we need to protect them and to give them what they need to be healthy and thrive in life. And it starts when they're young. 100%. I mean, that's, look, that's it. And then what, are, I, I'm big on the ripple effect. And I say, like, think in terms of a big old pond. And you're just throwing these pebbles in the ponds. And I believe that those ripples go out forever. And what is the impact of an organization like this helping? And not like, let me just tell you, yeah, in case we didn't really address this part. So let me shout it out. Everyone who works for the Allied Foundation is on this meeting right now. There's two of us on this meeting and I don't work for the Allied Foundation. Okay. That's what you need to understand. This woman is an incredible leader. She's making an incredible impact. I know she's got a team behind her. I know she's got a board and she's got doctors and she's got great supporters, but I'm not going to let that go un, unspoken. And now she has to be embarrassed while we go to break. You're an incredible person. You're making an incredible impact. Know that. Know you're a special leader. I love you for what you're doing and I love your organization. We will go to a break. Tommy D, Philanthropy and Focus, Heather Edwards, Allied Foundation. Be right back. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. The only song in the history of songs for a guy with a radio show about nonprofits that mentions the word attic. I'm trying to make it as specific as possible so I know I'm exactly right that that's the only song, Heather, in the history of songs. Shout out to Uncle Brendan Levy at the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, who wrote that song with me, McCartney and Lenny. Hello, who? Lennon and McCartney kind of deal, right? So we wrote the song together. He's the singer. But... You and Brendan have connected because you have sent, you started to say it earlier, you've sent some diapers out to Queens and, and stuff like that in the past, right? There's one organization specifically, I don't know if you're able to shout people out, but is it a bunch of Knights of Columbus that come out and pick up diapers? Can can we talk about that real quick? And then I know we have a lot to get into. Sure. Um, really quick. Um, we work with 60 plus nonprofit and community-based partners across Long Island and into the boroughs. And um there's a special pantry that happens every month called Mar- Marguerite's Pantry, um, and it's held in East Elm- Elmhurst, Queens, um, and they um, run their pantry on a Saturday, and the week before, the Knights of Columbus volunteer to drive all the way from Queens. They meet us in Hopog at Flexible Systems, where we have our warehouse, and for months, over the last two years, um, Frank and his team uh, have been coming out to get all of the necessary needs they need for the pantry on Saturday. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, the Knights. Thank, right? They are Knights, right? Knights, yes, of, Columbus? Knights yeah. of Columbus. Yeah, shout out to the Knights. You know, uh, I, I just think, listen, I, I was thinking about this this morning because, um, you know, been doing 60 days of service now for a while, but it's been kind of, I don't want to say it's on hold, but I've been super busy on things. So I haven't been out there doing a lot of service work. 
uh, at least not that I'm giving myself credit for with the whole like social media thing. But I would say this, gang, there's so many opportunities to serve. There's so many, uh, just get involved in the community, make an impact, make the world a better place. You know, I say this, no big deal, just changing the world. You, everyone listening to this, I don't care if you're 93 or three, and I don't know how many three-year-olds listen to this program, but no matter how old you are, you can make an impact. You know, I, I think of these organizations that are founded by young people making, you know, nonprofits founded by 10-year-old kids, eight-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids, make an impact, do something. All right, there's a lot to talk about. I want What I want to ask you is, I know the answer, but can you talk about, you know, people get, people who are below the poverty line are, um, receive dollars from WIC, Women's Infants and Children. They receive support from SNAP, um, Support and Nutrition Program, federal dollars. However, diapers and wipes, and also what we're going to go on to in our next part of the conversation, um, these products are not included. Can you speak a little bit about that? That sure. people who don't have the money, and then the support doesn't cover it. It's like a, a donut sure. hole, like it's a gap. That's right. It's called the diaper gap. Um, there is when you're on snap or and WIC, generally they come together. Um, those are nutrition based programs from the federal government that provide food, um, which is, uh, necessary for life. Um, diapers are not covered. There actually is no safety net on a federal or state level for diapers. Um, however, diapers really are a health need babies need diapers um there really is no other reasonable option for you can't you can't really put an infant on a toilet no um, there's there's a, a process they would, they would fall off i think like if it's an infant it would pro off or my, you know what i mean it's just not a good move to put an infant on. i'm trying to be cute and funny on a serious topic you know but the, listen don't put an infant on a toilet public service announcement gang there it is there it is out there i had no idea i was going to do a psa Obviously, you can't put an infant on a toilet. So, uh, what it what is the option then? If there is no option, I don't have the dollars. I don't have the support from the Fed. What what do we do? Diaper bank, right? So, so well, initially, um, families will reuse diapers. They will keep them on for twenty four hours or longer. And what happens? The child gets rash, infection, and you know, in some severe cases, hospitalization. So, so there's the catalyst, though, right, Heather? There's how your doctors found out because you know they're seeing the results of that, and they're going, "What is going on here? What are you doing?" And it goes, "Doc, I just can't afford diapers, so I have to leave in, yeah. in the child in a soiled diaper. That's no good." So, so diaper banks really exist to cover that diaper gap, that period of time when families literally run out of their last diaper and they don't know what they're going to do. Diaper banks are there to provide that need. Right. Yeah. So I, thank you again for all you do. I want to go into the next part of the conversation, which is sort of how we promoted today's show and certainly which is a topic that is, uh, is paramount of importance from an education perspective and also from a needs perspective and bringing things to people who need them. So talk to me, and we talked about it really right before the show, I was asking you, what was the catalyst? So what I'm talking about is a topic called period poverty, which is a international global issue that I had actually heard about probably about six or seven years ago. I was at a nonprofit um, co uh, convention, sort of, and this woman from um, another part of the world had came up and talked about it. And, you know, I think I wasn't I was unaware of this as as an issue. I think many people are unaware of it. And I think we need to start with education and then certainly start with making the right connections. So how did this even start as something that became came on your radar, Heather? 
So during the pandemic, um, we realized and saw that, you know, schools were closed for a period of time. And here in New York State, um, period products are, uh, are mandated to be available in schools. However, here in New York, there's no funding attached to that. So the schools are pretty much, um, you know, shared that they need to provide these products in schools. But if there's no funding attached to it, how does that sort of happen? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we do realize that, you know, when school was out of session, families were still able to go get meals to pick up lunches for their breakfast and lunch for their child. However, there really was no provision for period supplies. Now, if I am a, a young person, you know, anywhere between the grades six through 12, and I go to school and I rely on the school to help me fulfill yeah. my need to get period supplies to manage my menstrual health. Right. When schools were closed, there was really no provision for that. And we started to, to think, you know, this is another, you know, area where we can step in as a healthcare organization to say, this is a medical necessary product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a normal biological function. It's a change of the body. Right. Half the population menstruates yep. yet. Yeah. One in four people across the U.S. struggled to purchase period products in the past year due to lack of income. All right. So let's just pause for one second because I want to shout out the website. Allied, tell us how to get, you know, just sure. like do like that commercial piece for a second because I want to read a couple of things off your website. So I'm going to pull it up. If sure. So um, the Allied Foundation Period Project is a member of a national organization called the Alliance for Period Supplies. Their founding sponsor is you by Cotex. So if somebody were to live anywhere within the New York area and they were to go the, go and, and pretty much Google free period products, mm -hmm. they would find the Alliance and then they would find us here on Long Island as their resource. Um, we make it a point to distribute um, period supplies to many of our community partners, whether that be food pantries, community-based organizations. We're even going to be working with more schools in the coming year um, to really make sure that that what is mandated and what is needed in the schools is actually there. Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, what is what does it look like? Well, it looks like in schools to have period products available in the restroom right next to the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. It has to be readily accessible sure. because for a young person, and, and I know, and, and we've heard that a lot of, you know, schools keep the period supplies in the nurse's office, but when you're a young person and you may not have the confidence, it's a tough right. subject well, like to ask somebody for help. Well, and again, I, I've never experienced this, but I can imagine maybe there's just some uncomfortable shame, yeah. I think is the wrong word, but maybe just not feeling confident enough to go to the nurse and saying, I need this thing, you know, yeah. if I, if you could just have access to it, you know, without having to talk to anybody, probably better. Um, I, I want to read some of these statistics because I read it when we did a video earlier in the week. You said some of this, but one in four women have struggled to purchase period products in the in the last year. So if you're in an office right now and there's 40 of you and, and let's say or 40 are women, 10 of those people, 25% out of that group have, have struggled. Okay. Only 4% are aware that there of, of women are aware that there is a local resource, which shout out to local resource again, just if people are finding this, how do they, if they just go to alliedfoundation.org, you go to programs and this is what I just did. And you'll just, there's a program, the bottom program says uh, period project. But what you just said, what did they Google? 
just kind of free you just google free supply. period supplies okay. um and they they will they will find us um, and then we will refer them, you know, ideally for us, it makes sense to refer them to our local resource within their community. We then work with that community resource to make sure they have what they need to serve the population. What do you mean by, so explain that to people, because I think I know what you mean by community resource. It, tell me about what, like, yeah, so, they don't have to come to you, right? They can, yes. so what so, does that mean? It's a good thing for nobody to know, you know, who we are, just to know that when they go to their local food pantry or their local community resource that they trust, there's going to be items there that they need for their health and well-being. Um, and that's really our main goal is to really get it down to a community level. And that's why we have so many partners because the island is is very large. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with it all. Um, but our end goal is to support, you know, the community organizations with the basic needs. These are basic needs, necessities yeah. required to manage health of your baby and of yourself um, if you are a menstruator. 100%. And thank you for doing this. We're going to go to a quick break. But before we go to break, I'll say this. The other thing is, and we could talk, I'd like to talk about this when we come back, if you know, maybe some anecdotal stories, because people miss work, people miss school, you know, people, uh, you know, who because they don't have access to these products. I mean, maybe we could just talk about some of those stories and stuff. When we come back, I want to talk about the future of the organization, the impact that our help, meaning the people I know, the people who are checking in on Facebook, Amy Fleischer, who I mentioned, my buddy, she's checking in on Facebook. Thank you for the birthday wishes, everybody. It is my birthday. All right, we'll be right back. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Go check out alliedfoundation.org Heather Edwards, do me a favor shout out the social media stuff if you could for Allied so we could follow what's working what are you guys are doing 
is there like uh, Facebook or like uh, LinkedIn and just shout out those like handles? Yeah, um, it's uh, the Allied Foundation on Facebook, um, Allied Foundation on Instagram and LinkedIn. I believe it's the Allied Foundation. Yeah, I'll look it up too because I was tagging it this morning. All right, so let's uh, let me go off the screen and share. I was just sharing for those of you only listening. I was sharing the website during the break, showing some of the things. Uh, what I want to ask is about, you know, if you can go into just, um, you know, it doesn't have to be about specific people, just the anecdotes like that you've found through this process about people missing school, missing work, you know, just, and then I have another question to follow up with that. Can you just set it up a little bit for us? You know, I think as when you're talking about period poverty, it's, it's sort of a very um, little talked about issue. Um you know, there's there's a sense of, you know, you know, it doesn't impact me. I don't think about it, but literally half the population menstruates. And to think that there are people that really struggle to even get basic needs required to manage their menstrual health is just unheard of um, here on Long Island. Um, and it's it's a reality. Um, all the diaper banks that, and, and the diaper um, partners that we have they rarely ask for period items, but when we share with them that we have them and that they can distribute those to those who come to them for diapers, they immediately say, yes, we need these. We could definitely use these. It makes an impact to somebody. It's such a basic need that people are, are I don't want to say um, embarrassed, but they're a little, you know, not as confident asking for help for something that they need mm -hmm. to really, um, you know, deal with a natural biological function yeah um, and yeah. to not have it is is kind of a you know you feel really bad when you don't have it and how do you then get it how do you ask for that help that's a hard that's a hard thing to do yeah i, I mean look i i'm not going to get too into you know the conversation about the psychology behind a lot of this but i just find it's it's interesting that this is a natural part of life and then there's um I don't know uncomfortability or it's just not spoken about is it taboo around these this type of topic which is kind of a silly situation and and i know it as a you know as a man in my own life experience that you know um you know this is not a topic that comes up in conversation all the time but it's a natural as you say biological situation that happens that half of the population um experiences and and we need to address that and that's that and it i mean it should just be that matter of fact that this is real stuff that goes on in people's lives and we need to deal with it um uh i want to ask you something that i saw on the website too and it said and there was a video on there hosting uh a period product drive or something like that talk to me about that yeah so ways that people can get involved and help is by hosting a period supply drive and essentially that is collecting period products um no particular brand is needed an assortment what whatever you can collect and then it gets donated and then we distribute it back into communities of need um that's one way to get involved um we have so many uh donors that support our efforts philanthropically it's literally how we've been able to do everything we've been able to do 97 percent of our revenue goes back into these programs, um, really focused on the need to making an impact. Um, and, and, you know, a big part of it is bringing awareness to the issues. So 
Period Poverty Awareness Week. This year is May 22nd to May 28th. Um, we are going to be doing initiatives across Long Island to really raise awareness around this issue not just raise awareness, but advocate for it on a national level so that we can bring real change and actually, um, you know, make make our ultimate goal is to really have period products accessible in bathrooms yeah. at just like toilet paper in public. In public you know, restrooms? Yes, in game, schools, in public okay. restrooms. So that becomes, but that becomes a game-changing situation for individuals that have the need. So that that's what a great. I, so I have a lot of questions about that. First of all, oh my god, too, too many questions. Um, when you talk about like doing one of these drives, um, I got to write down my other notes. How do you? What what sort of education can be involved there as well? Because I think it's a it's a great opportunity. I mean, I see what if it's the Girl Scouts, or I saw on your website our friend, my dear dear friend Renee Daniel Flagler, mm -hmm. world famous author and executive director of Girls Inc of Long Island. I saw her in one of the photos. It must have been either either it was a they were receiving supplies from um, from Allied or something like that. But I'm just wondering. It seems like a great opportunity for the Girl Scouts or some other group for, to get these donations together. So are you all ready or how can you maybe put in an education component to that for these young people? No, a great question. And one of the things that we're going to be incorporating this year is we are partnering with a nonprofit called the Period Education Project. They are physician led and essentially they are they do programs both in person and virtually, which really teach young people about how to navigate their first period, what it all means, what's happening to their body. And they do it in a way where it can relate to them on their level. And actually, who's teaching these classes? Well, actually, medical students. That's awesome. um, you know, physicians in training um, connect with students and share you know, the basics on what they're going to be navigating over the course of their their life. And when you're a young person, and I think that's why it was so important when we launched our effort, we worked with Girls Inc., we work with the Butterfly Effect Project. It was important to work with the youth mm -hmm. because navigating your first period is very challenging. And so we wanted to take away one one barrier to that challenge and to really try and try and help in that area. And I think Moving forward, you know, education is a focus of ours, so we want to incorporate education for young people about periods, also supply them with actual products that can make an impact on their life, especially when they can't afford them. And, you know, the third thing, and this is sort of a big wish list for, for us is, and I think this could be a big game changer, especially for young people. And then, you know, we can talk about how that impacts the rest of rest of the population, but um, there are so many new products on the market today. Um, they now they have several brands of period underwear, which is washable, it's reusable, mm -hmm. and it really can be that option where if you your period shows up out of nowhere and you don't have supplies accessible in your household, that you at least have something mm -hmm. to get you sort of through. A period of time until you can get the products you need for your menstrual health. It's better for the environment yep. and, and it's, and it's an option. And I think long-term, I think that could be a game changer for young people. Um, and I think for the remainder of the population as well, it's just, it's just 
an environmentally conscious option, but not saying that we're going to walk away from all the other things, but it's just another, it's an well, option. I think anything in life, you know, when we have options, right. And, and, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, a natural biological experience that's only gone on forever, right. <laughs> since we've been on this, since we've been a, a species, right. Um, so things evolve and other opportunities and options come into the market. And that's, that's a great thing to be aware of, but how do you find out? Well, you get educated. And I just want to make sure I just, just share this on our, uh, cause we're streaming live on Facebook, the period education project.org is the, that's the organization you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Good. So I shared that. So that's great. Again, wow. What was that? Is that collaboration amongst nonprofit organizations? <laughs> I like a lot of things, but I like that a lot more than most things. That's in spe- that is special. And I'd love to see, like I said, Renee, love to see our friends on these, uh, on, on, on the websites. I want to ask about three points I had, which we'll get into real quick. First of all, first one is I'm just going to say it. It's one word. It's important here on Long Island, North Well. Okay, you and I know what that means. And I want to know, are we working with Northwell? Are we? I have an orange shirt on from Allied, so I guess I'm apparently I'm part of the team. Are we, are you connecting with Northwell and or can we work on something there? So um, interesting, uh, in the month of December, we actually worked with the labor and delivery department over at South Shore University Hospital. They did a diaper drive for us and in three days. They collected over 12,000 diapers. That's awesome. That's um, it's, awesome. it's awesome. And, and, and they're really, their motivation was, you know, they work in healthcare. They know labor and delivery, moms having babies. They know that diaper need is a serious issue within their community. And they wanted to do something proactively to make a difference. Mm. So they collected diapers and we are actually distributing those back into the community surrounding the hospital in the Bayshore area, Brentwood area. And um, that's really going to impact a lot of the families that live there. And that one simple act made such a difference and will make such a difference for the coming months ahead. Again, and I think it's just such a you know perfect example of the microcosm that is Long Island, right? You have around South Shore, around you know in Bayshore, around Southside Hospital, which you know is a Northwell property. Um, Northwell, if you're not listening here on Long Island, is the uh, health system here on Long Island. Uh, I have a lot of family members who work in the health system, uh, and I think they're up to over 70,000 employees, but doing very, very special work. It's something we talk a lot about in my business because we own an employee benefits agency. Shout out to my team at Vanguard Benefits. The next thing is I want to talk about, we're going to go to break in a minute, and we'll finish some of this when we come back, but you talk about advocacy. I wonder what that really, you know, it, it is. Are you in DC? Are you in Albany? Do you have lobbyists? Like, what what is that? Can, we could start that a little bit, and then we can go to a break. But start a little bit on that if we could. What do you mean by advocacy? So we advocate on a national level. There are eight. Well, for the period um, allied programs, there are eight period supply banks across New York State. Um, we work with um, the eighteen diaper banks across New York State. We advocate together. We come together as a coalition and advocacy is really about education. It's sharing the important work that we're doing, why it's important, the impact it makes and how together we can bring change. And little by little, and you have to have a lot of patience, little by little, we are seeing small wins. And I know in this coming year, I'm hopeful that eventually this can be less of an issue and maybe less of a thing that we even need to talk about. 
Yeah, you know, we do this other show. I talked about the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, and we do some call nights to to call our locals, our local politicians, and things like that. So, um, you know, I'd be happy to connect with you on that offline, as they say, but on another meeting where we can just, you know, if I can lend some leverage with my reach and the people I'm connected to, happy to do so and happy to have these conversations. And I will say this, last year, um, I got the support of the Queens Chamber of Commerce on something we were working on that was up in Albany. And they put it on their agenda for Queens Day up in Albany. So I don't know when Queens Day is yet, but I want you to remind me later. Let's talk about that because, um, first of all, maybe you come on the trip up there. I usually, I drive myself up. I'm not real good on a bus, like with a whole bunch of people because I can't, like, I I think it's the ADHD. I just want to be like in my own car and stuff like that. So I drive myself up to Albany. That's just a whole tangent I'm telling you about. But anyway, I go to Queens Day every year. It's a special opportunity and could be just a... You get to see the politicians on the state level and and tell them the stories. So yeah. So if you're interested, we could talk about that. Did you want to make a quick comment on that? I, you look like you had something. Yeah, no, no, really quick. Um, through the National Diaper Bank Network and the Alliance for Period Supplies, we do have an advocacy day every year. Um, it, was, it has been virtually, and we have participated in it. And I could talk a little bit more about our efforts because we are, you know, helping to share the educational piece so that we can ultimately bring real change. I love that. So if we have time, we could talk about that when we come back to, we're going to take a quick break. But the, the other thing I want to talk about is May 22nd through May 28th and what that's going to look like that during that week. Because I, if if I ever heard an opportunity for your boy to come out and do a day of service, sounds like, or a week of service. But I look, I, I, I'm a father. I have two sons. I have two daughters. Um, it's about education. It's about letting people know how we can help. So I want to talk about that. All right, we're going to take a break. Let's go to that right now. Uh, Dylan, take us to a break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. 
So what does a nonprofit sector connector do? So a nonprofit sector connector kind of takes organizations that are running parallel and makes them cross into each other so they can collaborate. Sometimes those are two nonprofits. Sometimes those are businesses that want to collaborate and support nonprofits. So I set that up because I want to just say uh, a lot of what your organization has been able to benefit from is the relationships that you have, Heather, right? So relationships with, you know, on the diaper side, Huggies, I believe, right? I mean, I remember being out there yeah. one time when there was like pallets and pallets. And I do know that you have talk about relationships and alliances. Sure. I'm thinking of someone, a, a company specifically that has really supported your efforts in a lot of ways, really just as giving you a place to live, not, yeah. not, your, not your home, but giving the organization a place sure. to live. Can you just talk about that and then talk about, you know, some of these major companies and, and how you've become your organization a distribution center Sure. If you will, if that's the right word, correct me if you want something different, yeah. but but like for these products, is that set up what we wanted to talk about? Yes. And there's actually three. Um, the first and foremost, from a diaper bank perspective, the founding sponsor of the National Diaper Bank is Huggies. Huggies has uh, donated to Allied Foundation Diaper Bank over half a million diapers, half a million. Um, that is profound. Yeah. Um, and we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have hit that 2 million mark without their support. And, and that's really Kimberly Clark and Huggies and, and being a supporter and a believer in ending diaper need across this nation. And it's not just us. They help diaper banks all across the U.S. So let me ask you though, I mean, prior to that massive donation, thank you, Huggies. Thank you, Kimberly Clark. What was the process? You were taking donations in correct me yeah. from, and then buying diapers right correct so right. it's twofold we do diaper collections this year we collected over fifty thousand diapers and these are collections from families whose babies have outgrown a specific size instead of them throwing them away they contact us and and we get them and we get them from a variety of, of places they drop them off at our offices in melville um, we have drop-offs at pretty much all of our 36 practices um, to give people a wide range of, of options for donation. We take open packages of diapers um, because there is such a need that we then rewrap them, put them in reusable totes, and get them back out into the community. Um, the need is that great. Um, through philanthropy, we purchase diapers in bulk through a diaper proprietary purchasing program offered to us through the National Diaper Bank. So that's how we bring in um, diapers in bulk. Since 2021, our warehouse has been, um, all of our diapers are housed at Flexible Systems. They are an IT company based in Hopog. Um, on Motor Parkway, and they support our efforts to make a difference in the community, and they lend us their space, and literally we move millions of diapers each year. I've um, been there. I've been there. You remember? I came out early one day. Yeah. We packed a whole bunch of diapers. We were like big old saran wrap. Like we put them on pallets because folks were coming out to pick them up, and it was like, <laughs> shout out to Flexible Systems. You guys don't know me, but I met you when I was out there. Shout out. The appreciation it. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what business leaders are supposed to do. Support the efforts of our nonprofits because maybe they don't have, they can't get out there and hand out diapers, but they can empower your organization to get out there and do that. Right. I mean, that's just, absolutely. That, that, that's what this is about. So thank you for shouting those folks out. 
And, um, you know, I, I would, the other organization that we've recently um, formed a partnership with is another national organization called Baby to Baby. And they essentially provide essential needs that all children deserve um, across the U.S. They provide millions and millions of donated items, um, including diapers, including wipes, and including other essentials, baby essentials, clothing, blankets. Um, And this past year, we were a recipient of um, Lego toys from them. Baby to Baby is also going to be supporting our period project this year. Um, We are um, expecting a donation from them um, sometime uh, this month. So we're excited for that. That's a nonprofit Um, as well, Baby to Baby? They are a nonprofit. They are based in California. They work with a lot of organizations here in our area. While Allied Foundation is not a member of their network, um, they do see the value of the work that we are doing, and they wanted to help us make a difference. I love it. I mean, what Heather, you know, what what else without connections, right? What else without collaboration? You know, we certainly have a strong Long Island-based nonprofit uh, community, right? Like, you know, from from our friends at the Nonprofit Resource Hub, which my firm and, and some others founded, uh, to certainly one of my favorite nonprofit leaders, my buddy, your friend, Ken Serini, our pal, Serini Associates, Long Island Imagine Awards, the applications are in. I'm going out next week to do some interviews after we've uh, gotten to the semifinalist round. And also, um, you know, the New York City Imagine Awards applications go live in just a matter of days. I think it's January 17th, but stay with Tommy D, TommyD.NYC on uh, um on Instagram and and obviously everywhere else you can find me. I'm not hard to find. Just look in the attic. So let's talk about that. And I just want to say, you know, in in conjunction with that, none of the work that we do would have happened without philanthropy. We as an organization do not get any government funding. We operate primarily on donations and philanthropy. And that's sort of how we've been able to um, move. I'm going to just say move mountains. Um, And I will say that um, when we launched our period project in May of 2021, it's been a slow growing program. Um, It is very challenging to get funding for this initiative. Um, And maybe it's because a lot of people are not comfortable with it. But we're trying to, um, you know, share that, you know, talking about periods is completely natural. And and we want to you know, raise awareness around this issue so that we can generate additional philanthropy to support our efforts to help more people. So essentially, um, you by Cotex is actually the founding sponsor of um, the Alliance for Period Supplies, of which we are a member. And before year end, um, they made a donation, the first time we've ever received a donation from them of about 156,000 period products that we now have for distribution across Long Island. Um, this li- this donation literally is doubling our impact. Since existence, we've only distributed about 100 period supplies. And we have had, you know, times when they were needed and we didn't have them. So, you know, this donation is going to be significant for us. And and the the goal is is as we near period poverty awareness week to keep building um, awareness around this issue and ultimately what we would like to do is incorporate reusable period underwear into our efforts. Right now we we don't have the funding to do that, um, so we're we're working in that direction because we know that it's going to be a, a, a game changer in addition to having access to period supplies. 
Uh, look, you know what? Corporates, I, I might beat up on capitalism sometimes, and that's a whole other conversation. But the fact that the corporate social responsibility arm of these companies gets so involved in community and 156,000 products and then half a million products from Huggies. I mean, what are we talking about? That's it, man. That's strategic alliances at its best. I don't know how to do what I'm about to say, but it is my birthday. And I know on Facebook you could do a thing where, like, if people donate something – you know, they can donate to a certain organization. And this is like saying I have a favorite child, but nobody should get mad at me because Heather's the only one that's on my show on my birthday. So I'm going to do, a, I'm going to ask somebody how to do this because I don't know how to do it. Um, this show is, at, I'm drawing the show to a close, but I need to say that on Facebook, we're going to raise money for, uh, for Allied Foundation today for Tommy D's birthday. I don't, as I guess, don't really know how to do it, but uh heart right back at you but i don't know how to do it but we'll figure it out today and uh give some money to this organization and then i think that'll be fun because then you and i get to take a picture because i want to come out and like hug you and take a picture and the whole thing i love you i love what you're doing i love your organization i love your passion i'm so psyched that you were here with me today shout out how do they get in touch with you if uh, if somebody needs to whether they want to make a big donation a little donation or they want to help how do they get in touch with you um definitely check out alliedfoundation.org um you can email me H Edwards at alliedfoundation.org. I respond to every email that comes in. Um, it may not be immediate. Um, we do the best that we can. Sometimes when we're busy in the warehouse, actually getting products out, you know, it can be a little challenging, but um, I do get back to everybody. Um, next week, we're heading east. We're going out to the Hamptons um, to bring period supplies and visit um, some of the great organizations doing great work. A lot of people don't realize East end of Long Island, highest level of poverty here on Long Island. Right. And so we are going to be working um, a lot this year to really make an impact there and also across Long Island. I mean, you know, um, the need is there and an Allied Foundation aims to be a resource when no other exists. Love it. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, thank you for those folks checking in. Certainly Mick Collins, Amy Fleischer, my friends. Certainly Dylan, thanks for the, your job, you know, engineering today. I, Heather, text me later. Help me do this thing on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate you all. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 